Hey, Perfect Movie listeners, this is Steven, just letting you know that the episode you're about to listen to was released one year ago this month. If you're one of our Patreon supporters, we call them Gomertrons, then you could be getting this episode a whole year in advance. Just think of all the updated, in-the-moment space camp thoughts you're missing. You also get the result show, which never show up on this main feed, plus up to two bonus episodes on top of that, depending on the level at which you subscribe. So what are you waiting for? Head over right now to patreon.com slash two gomers and sign up for up-to-date episodes of Perfect Movie and more. And if you like what you hear, make sure you check out our flagship podcast, the Two Gomers Podcast, a show about two regular guys in their mid-40s embracing midlife chasing healthy aging and inviting a nation along for the run seriously it's an embarrassment of riches over there so fun and free so don't go there before you go to patreon.com and start supporting us all right enjoy the episode never has a movie star wanted out of the franchise that made him a movie star like mr grumpy gus himself harrison ford Han Solo was originally supposed to die in a spectacular act of self-sacrifice at the end of the first Star Wars movie, and that was okay by Ford. He loved not only the thought of that kind of hero exit, but an exit in general. He wasn't immediately sold on the whole space opera with wizards and robots and garbage monsters idea anyway. But, like Poe Dameron in the far future, he played so well in the dailies that creator George Lucas decided to keep him alive at the end, just in case, by some miracle, the movie got greenlit for a sequel. When by some miracle, and the highest box office in history, it did get greenlit, Ford made a dire request that his character would not survive this next one. Lucas sort of agreed, and his workaround was to sort of kill him, freezing Solo solid and appeasing Ford by leaving the ad-libbed I know line intact and his fate in flux. The Indiana Jones actor probably sighed and said, okay, fine. That's conjecture. I didn't find anything about that particular interaction, but you can see it, can't you? What is known is that he kept asking to be killed. And spoiler alert, two movies and three decades later, he finally was. But not today, Harrison. Today, carbonite and all, you'll live to snark another day. We're the two gomers. We're talking The Empire Strikes Back. And this is Perfect Movie. Perfect Movie, a podcast where two regular guys try to save the universe one great film at a time. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Stephen, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. It is a dark time for the rebellion. 
Mm. Although the Death Star has been destroyed, should I read the crawl? I wish we yeah. had read the crawl at, at uh, in our Star Wars app. I totally agree. Do it. Okay. It is a dark time for the rebellion. Although the Death Star has been destroyed, Imperial troops have driven the rebel forces from their hidden base and pursued them across the galaxy. I like that there's a Death Star mention right away. Mm, yeah. It ties it in. I mean, I'm not going to go off on yeah. the prequel crawls, but these make, like you read the prequel crawls and you're like, what the bleep is going on? Right. Yeah. But the, the sand, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, the trade, whatever. the trade routes and all that stuff. Trade negotiations. That was yeah. the first of many times my stomach sank to the floor when I went to episode <laughs> one was like trade routes. Right. That's what the crawl has in it. Mm. Evading the dreaded Imperial Starfleet, a group of freedom fighters led by Luke Skywalker, he gets a call out in the crawl. Yeah. Just like in Last Jedi. Isn't Luke in the last... He is in the last... Luke... Yeah, I think so. Has established a new secret base on the remote ice world, oh baby, of Hoth. The evil Lord Darth Vader, obsessed with finding young Skywalker has dispatched thousands of remote probes into the far reaches of space, dot, 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 mm. four dots. So good. <laughs> For some reason, I wonder if that fourth dot was a mistake and they just kept I, it in in I know. each I like, subsequent crawl. I like three dots, personally. Oh, yeah. The three dots is the only way to go. Four dots is like, what? That's why I think it was a mistake. Yeah. But then they stuck with it. Is it in all of them? It's in all of them. Oh. Four dots in all of them. Okay. I yeah. I mean, I've watched these more than any movies, like, with a bullet. These are my most watched movies. This With four bullets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this might be my most watched movie of all time, maybe? Okay, that's interesting, because I would definitely say... Uh, I know this is true. It's my least watched of the three originals. Hmm. And yeah. I think I said this on the la on the Star Wars app. Oh, by the way, we're doing Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, I wrote it on the one sheet. According to IMDb, it's Star Wars colon episode five dash The Empire Strikes Back. And I think when you watch it on Disney Plus, it's... Star Wars colon the Emperor the Empire Strikes Back in parentheses episode five. Oh, okay. Well, they would know they own it. I guess. Yeah, they make the rules now. I guess. Um, <laughs> anyways, we de we decided last year we're going to do a Star Wars movie every January. Yep. We're starting with the OGs. Then I guess we'll go back to the prequels, which will be a lot of fun. That'll be fun, definitely. Yeah. Release order. We should do it in release order. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Um, the the Skywalker saga. I mean, that's. I think mm. we should do the nine in release order over the next decade. Yeah, and maybe we can do so Solo and Rogue One and whatever else comes out, right? As as needed or as desired or as bonuses right. or. Yeah, these are full devoted episodes on perfect movie yeah absolutely and that ensures our listeners at least eight more years of gomers so that'll get us right. to 50 <laughs> wow 50 and beyond yep. maybe i'll be less grumpy about the rise of skywalker by then 
by the time I'm in my 50s, maybe I've may have softened in my old age. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I would say that, uh, and I did say this in my in the Star Wars episode. Return of the Jedi is my favorite of yep. the three. Right. I think this movie is the best mm-hmm. of the three. Mm-hmm. And I think Star Wars is the most watched. But maybe maybe Jedi is. But this one is, for sure, my least watched of the three. Okay. Yeah, interesting. I, I think... I think it's the best score of the three. Like I couldn't agree more by far. And so this score is incredible. And it's, it was hard for me not to use it as one of my evidences because either I thought it was too obvious or I thought you would use it. But, Mm -hmm. um, the, the asteroid field, Mm. would, would that be a light motif? As, an asteroid field light motif? It's not a character. And then the... It's, it's just... It's two bonus light motifs just for a chase scene. You know How I mean? dare you, John Williams, do something so <laughs> incredible? I know. I mean... So I... I yeah. in, in high school, I had one of those boom boxes that was three-piece. Do you know what I mean? It was like a... This yeah. is a 90s high schooler yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Speakers. You have like... Yep, yep, yep. It was like a CD on the top and yep. then two tapes. Mm-hmm. And then the speakers were either disconnected or they would like click in to the side. Yep. Totally. Did you have one of those in your bedroom? Yeah, I I had something like that. Like my okay. mom had something like that. I was always... I mean, dude... Okay, I was mm. audiophile, right? Audiophile so we, from we the, were, from birth. Yeah, we we had like a tube amp, and then like right all the special components, and then really nice bookshelf, or not even bookshelf. They were previous pre bookshelf. Now it's bookshelf. Then it was they were like three feet high speakers. You know. Yep. Hmm. Mm. So I would. I mean. I, I think I got my that boombox for Christmas or something one year, oh, and yeah. I had the I had a, a CD of Star Wars music and I can't remember what it's called. I wish I could, but it had like all the best ofs on it. Oh, I bet you we could find because there were so many of these CDs. So there was the there was the the one where the Skywalker Orchestra from like L.A. Re-recorded uh-huh. all this stuff. There was that one. Then yep. there were a bunch of Boston Pops ones. Then there was the uh, London Symphony. You know, so it, it was it was one. Uh, what I remember about it was it was not a box set. It was one CD. I I'm bet it was. To, Boston I think I might have found it. Yeah, and I I'm uh, you're right. It was. Um, Boston Pops. I'm looking for it. I, I'll find it by the end of this app. Yeah. Um, but that track. I can't remember what the track was called. Ast- asteroid field through the asteroid field or something. Mm-hmm. Um, most played track. I think it is my favorite John Williams piece of music. Wow. Yeah. And uh, next to maybe Scherzo for motorcycle from yeah, but and those are very similar pieces. 
So sure. I don't know what that is about. Yep. I mean, quick. It's like nobody writes uh, like action scene music like J Dubs. It, you know it's I mean? the Mickey Mousing, right? It's Tons of Mickey. You know what? I heard someone call it Luking. <laughs> Ooh, okay. And I was like, that's that works as opposed to Mickey like Mousing. Luke you know Skywalkering? What I mean? Like yeah, is yeah. that where it comes from? Luking? Okay. Yeah. I heard somebody I love say that. that. That I mean, or Skywalkering. I'm pretty sure it was Luking. So it's the idea of Mickey Mousing, which means you're painting what you're seeing with music. So there's Yes. Hits. There's mm-hmm. cues that are, you know, something crashes. I mean, oh man, but the but, but, but it's not like it's, but it's still a song. Does that sound dumb to say? It's, it's got it's a not melody. Like, it's not a. It's song. still something you yeah. can sing. It's got a meter. Yeah. Sometimes he messes with the meter to make it fit. Yeah. I mean, you know this. I'm preaching to the choir. I'm just telling what I've noticed to the listener. Yeah. Yeah. There will be meter changes to fit into the visual, but yeah. you st- there's like a chorus. There's like mm-hmm. a verse and a chorus and a bridge yeah. to some of these there songs. Is. Absolutely. Well, if you think about it, the verse is... Right, so there, that's the mm-hmm. verse one. Then there's... Yep. We- like so it's in a meter you can sing it but things are happening and like you're saying the orchestra is doing something when the falcon swerves or when two asteroids connect close to the screen or like when something flies it goes like you know what i mean wow wow or a harp Uh, goes like you know yeah, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm stepping on your tones if we're going to talk about score later, but it's just no like way. when you said it's the best score, I think it is the best Star Wars score, and I think it's one of his best scores, full stop. I totally agree. Well, when we get to the one sheet, we'll talk about that because this okay. was snubbed for the Oscar, which Definitely. makes no sense. And then the following year, Raiders was snubbed for the Oscar. Yeah, I just don't think... The Academy was, they, they seemed to like a little bit above Williams or something. Uh, what, yeah. what, are, what are they talking? It's so dumb. But he won for uh, Jaws, right? He won for Star Wars. Yeah, that's Wars. right. He did. I think he won for Close Encounters, maybe? Won oh, for man, Schindler's that would List. That me happy. The, the most, oh, yeah. the most uh, uh, awarded and nominated Academy Award artist other than Roy Disney. Right. Sorry, what? Roy Disney? <laughs> you know, Roy. Wal- you know, hey, Roy, Walt's what's kid. going on? Uh, uh, yeah, Wal- sorry, Walt Disney. But then J.W. Right. surpassed him, most awarded yep. and most nominated, probably ever and forever, don't you think? I, I just don't see how anybody would pass it. It's, it's imp- it's, I think it's impossible at, at, at this point. So when you when you have that kind of body of work and... You have a movie like this, which is a sequel, and it rises to the top. Mm. And it's a non. You you listen if when you do get the entire soundtrack, which I did at, at some point. The, no track is skippable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
it's so it, good. So it's, anyways, it's even though perfect. so even though those things are true for some reason this is my least watched of the 3. Yeah, and I think that's why I would say it's my most watched because mm. you know, I just put turn when I was a kid, I just turned these movies on to just be on. Definitely. And I like the way true. this yep. movie sounds the best out of okay. all of them. Yeah. So I'm with you. As a background movie soundtrack it's perfect. Yep. yep. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I want to listen to it right now. I know. Like, I, I say <laughs> this I because, because I had, I've multiple times during Christmas, you know, you've got Christmas movies in the background, not with kids yep. so much, this yep. one in particular, but like Die Hard, I heart mm-hmm. Die Hard. We know, we've already done it, we love it. Not a great background movie. Too much banging and loud gun shooting. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the way Bruce Willis sounds when he says the F word so loud. Yeah, that, that, was, just I, that was the other thing I forgot. Yeah. Uh, but right. you can't necessarily have that behind you <laughs> at, a, right. at a work party or a family party or a small group party. Right, exactly. Too, um, too many. Yeah. It's, the soundscape doesn't work in that way. Yeah. So, like, as an example of a movie that we love that I don't mm-hmm. necessarily leave on as just soundtrack for just daily living. Right, Empire, mm-hmm. I think was the soundtrack of my youth, man. I mean, of course, New Hope and Return of the Jedi too. Yeah, but yeah, I. I, just, I mean, I'm, we'll talk I'm, about this next year, but Jedi just hit me at the right point, and I do yep. think it's more fun for a kid than Empire is. Yep, and Empire's dark. You know. You know, totally. I like to have fun. So mm-hmm. I love those Ewoks and I love Jabba the Hutt. And and it, and it also has three acts. We can't talk about Return of the Jedi. Okay. Empire yep. Strikes Back. That's where we're at right now. We yep. should just, it, we should go to the one sheet or else we're just going to talk endlessly and never okay. get anywhere because we love this movie so much. Totally great. So much to talk about. The mm-hmm. middle act of a three, like George Lucas called this the middle act of one movie so four okay. five and six being one movie this is the the middle like in a wagner opera this is when everything's falling apart okay there's some redemption but in general it's like everything's being held on by a thread all of your characters are thrown into turmoil your heroes messed mm-hmm. up right yep uh so that's what this uh, oh god oh, dang it evidence it's perfect because <laughs> nothing happens, yeah. right? Like they're just thrown in turmoil and it ends in turmoil, right? <laughs> like, like that how is bra- so true. How brave is that to make a movie like that where you leave and you're like, frick, right? Yep. Do they yes. do and that I, anymore? I do think that the leaving of this movie was jarring to people. Yeah. Like you cannot do this to us. <laughs> It's the best of both worlds, part one of Star Wars movies. Wait, what? Yeah, no, that you said right? that correctly. Even though I don't quite understand it because I don't think I've ever seen those episodes. That will be changed in twenty twenty three. Yes, but it is. You're right. It's like a. It's like who shot Mr. Burns? Yep. How about who that? Shot, who shot Jr. <laughs> right. Well, I know who shot Mr. Burns. Right. <laughs> which I know is a parody of Who Shot JR. Right. But it's a season of TV ending. It, and this early, right? In the 80s when this didn't happen a ton. Did they? And did you have they to wait for this? a summer. 
I know, but did they do this with movies then? I, I mean, it's. Uh, I was reading about George Lucas saying he wanted to pe- to be like these serial, yes, um, cliffhanger, sure, sure, yeah, good um, point. movies that he would see as a kid, where you know the, um, the 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 stagecoach is falling off the cliff, mm-hmm. and then it ends, and you have to come back to the movies to see what happens next. Yes, um, you hear that narrator be like, "What will happen? Who right. will die? Who will come yes, back?" It's the Toy Story Woody's Roundup cliffhanger uh-huh. that never gets resolved. Right. Okay, exactly. So I guess maybe it's not that innovative in that sense, but it's just like I just I'm just trying to think of movies nowadays where you leave and you're just like, "What?" I think I think I got that feeling a little bit with Dune. Well, no, actually I didn't because I knew it was the first. Right. But I do think there was a little bit of like we have to wait for three years to see what happens next. And we already sat in the theater for three hours. Like how dare he? I know. Like I didn't feel that way. I'm fine with it. I um, loved it. It's like, cool. What, I can't wait for yeah. the next installment. Okay. Sorry. Right. We're on the one sheet. I was just looking at yeah. episode five and thinking of that. Mm-hmm. Release date, June 20th, 1980. I would have been one year. one, And yeah, like three months old or something like that. Yeah, running time two hour and four minutes. Budget eighteen million dollars. I also heard somebody else say thirty three million dollars, but I, hmm. I don't know. Okay, I'm not not sure what that means. Anyways, it's still an um, increase from the first one. Oh yeah, for sure. And you can tell with the production value a billion percent, which we'll get into. But okay, you know, yeah. a sequel is always taking a world that's been built and then raising the stakes on it, right? So. Right. You have to do that financially. Now, the very mm-hmm. interesting thing about that was that George Lucas, with merchandising and everything and getting loans, paid for mm-hmm. the whole movie himself. Right. So he's completely putting himself on the line, which may come up in evidences. Because uh, he struck that deal for Star Wars that said, you don't have to pay me very much, but I get 100% of the toys. Right. So and it was the, a shrewd, brilliant move that will pay for whatever he wants for the rest yeah. of his and his kids' lives. Mm-hmm. And Disney yep. and everybody. Yep. Uh, yeah. Grossed at the box office, almost three hundred million dollars U.S., five hundred thirty-eight million dollars worldwide. That's wild. I mean, I wonder wild. if you were to to like uh, use inflation. If that's mm-hmm. in the two billion dollar range of what movies uh, are getting probably. now, yeah, yeah, it's in probably it, it's in the billions in nineteen eighty dollars. Dang! Wow. Now yeah, I don't know if IMDb is equating for like the 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 existence of the movie, like when it came back in the nineties. If what what that I I think it counts at all. So if it's okay. re released when it was re released special edition, but it has to be theatrical. So okay. they don't count video, DVD, Blu-ray, streaming. It's the, that's the theatrical total. Okay, gotcha. Incredible. Yeah. Yep. Nominated for one, two, three, three Oscars. Uh, mm. It did win for best sound. Which what did I just say? It's the best sounding movie ever. Uh, There's nomin- a sound that R two makes at the right before the end of this movie. That mm. is 
so incredible. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to find it. I don't know if I'll be able to find it. Is it? But the, it is so good. Okay. I mean, he goes, it, it sounds like. He yeah, like, I know. I know exactly the one you're talking about. Ouch! Pay attention to what you're doing. They're putting 3PO back together. 3PO's yelling at him. Great. Yep. R2 3PO tension in this movie, by the way. So 3PO good. is so funny. Yep. That 3PO backpack, which I always wanted. <laughs> I wanted to be <laughs> Chewie carrying a backpack that looked like broken 3PO on my back. Totally. He's so pissed the whole time. <laughs> I know. It's and perfect. R2 are arguing at the end, and R2 just goes, <laughs> Yep. Oh, I well know. I'll plop it in in the editing for sure. Okay. Great. Um, it. Uh, one or it was nominated for art and set direction, but didn't win. Again, that's crazy. And then it was mm-hmm. nominated for score, so at least it got the nod. And it yeah. lost to Fame. So that's really weird to me because Fame, I would think, is more of a musical. Right. That's interesting that it would win score. Like yeah. it is a it is a important influential movie about music mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'll give it that totally but i don't know that it would deserve a score awesome like best score win no based on that that the, is a different world it's almost like there should be a different category like music versus score i don't know you know maybe that's well being- i wonder if there was a best song oscar then and they didn't know what else to do with that movie and so they mm. gave it score possible huh uh, interesting so I mean I mean I don't know who's still listening to the score to Fame. It's good. Well, I'm sure songs in Fame, sure, but yes. score, no. Yeah, you don't have orchestras all over the world playing the M- Imperial March like every the Vienna Philharmonic is not. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah, right. Exactly. I'm not walking through Disneyland and hearing I'm gonna live forever. Fame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it has a lasting impact, but not indelible. Yeah. Like this score. Famous, you know, maestros with lightsabers mm-hmm. conducting this with like the highest elite. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know. Uh, you all know I just friggin' love this. Uh, and it also <laughs> won the Oscar for a special achievement for visual effects, mm-hmm. which is like kind of yeah. like a bonus Oscar. Right. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. That's awesome. 94% critic, 97% audience. I mean, this is I didn't watch the Eber, or the Siskel and Ebert. I meant to do that. Oh, I wonder. We could do that for the result show. Okay, that'd be fun. Uh, we also have to make that stew. Yep. Don't forget. And talk to Hack. <laughs> it's on my list. Yep. Oh man, he revealed our special one-handed oh, guess oh, that, that nobody would have been able to guess. <laughs> dang it. <laughs> Uh, okay. He, that, I know, has watched this movie more than any of the, more than maybe any movie. We'll have to ask him that. Okay, great. Yeah. A couple other important notes. Mm. So the director, Irvin Kirshner. There he is. Is uh, one of George Lucas's professors from mm. USC, I think. Uh, okay. Or one of the, one of the California schools with lots of cool movie arts that they all went to right yep the 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 place yep that's important because it's not george lucas then right writer lee brackett who kind of like wrote like the first draft 
with George Lucas and then actually passed away. Right. And, and then Lawrence Kasdan, who we just absolutely love, uh, are big credited chill. as Big the, chill alert. Yeah, big chill. Oh, yeah, we're going to... Big chill will probably come up, too. Uh, yeah. They're the writers. Producer Gary Kurtz. This is all important because that lineup could have made the prequels like like a diff- different level. You mean if Lucas had continued to surround himself with people like that? Yes. Instead of kind of just becoming a weird android <laughs> and writing some weird crap and everybody's saying, oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, sounds like, great to me. Sand, nobody likes sand. Put that in. I know. Rick McCollum, you know what I mean? Like... George's yes, vision the, was this the, and George's vision was the that. yes man if I've ever seen one Rick McCullough. <laughs> that guy drives me crazy. I know. George had the idea that we're going to do this, a planet full of lava, so we made it happen. Uh, <laughs> but you've got you've got yourself a Kirshner and a Kazdan. Mm-hmm. Holy yep. smokes. Yep. Yeah, surround yourself with people that are better than you. Well, you'll so, get a great product. Man, dude, the interviews that I watched... Like even the one that's on Disney Plus right now, it's called mm-hmm. like from from the Masters or something like that. And okay, he himself, George Lucas, was like, "I don't like writing. I don't consider myself a good writer." Mm-hmm. And from all accounts, he doesn't really like directing. Right. So, but man, is he the most friggin' creative genius? Like, I, I heard oh, yeah. one, like the they. I guess they've they have recorded. I don't know about in audio form, but like. Uh, you know, a stenographer recorded the writing sessions for Raiders. Mm-hmm. And I guess like all of the ideas just coming out of George Lucas's mouth were just gold. Yep. But then it's like, then get somebody that is a high J. Yep. And fill in that. And then a great writer like Lee Brackett and Lawrence Kasdan to come with people, people that also will stand up to you probably. Yes. Um, and say, mm, that one is a great idea. It's not going to translate very well onto the screen. I know I'm a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Or there's no way I can direct what you just said. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea because that's what Lucas is. He's a big vision, big idea I lo- guy. I love it. Yep. But you cannot make... You could, but he has not shown himself able to make a great movie just on that. Right. Except for New Hope. Right. But he had his wife. Oh, yeah. The editor. Remember who was like, you're going to you're not going to have a source of tension at the end. Yep. You better put that in, Georgie boy. Dude, saved (laughs) in the edit. Now, if if he had had (laughs) Kazdan write that write the screenplay mm-hmm yep because we we might not have tashi station to get those power converters you know? <laughs> right and so yeah exactly so thank you the <laughs> gods of star wars thank you the force yep that we have tashi con- tashi station <laughs> i am glad we do though because it me does too. make me happy love it oh i love tashi station i love that like uh how do we make this milk look like it's from an alien world. I don't know, but blue food coloring. Okay. Uh, and then we are fixated on that for the next 40 years. <laughs> I know. We just want blue milk out of those 
what I what I mentioned. Remember the perfect containers. Just I yeah. want that plastic, that white plastic set of dishes. Yeah. In the blue. Now milk. I drank some blue milk a couple days ago. Okay. They sell it at Galaxy's Edge. Yep. I would. It was just a little Disney World trip because I know you're. You've got a trip coming up. Yeah. You got to try the blue and the green milk. Okay. But the green milk is far superior. Really? Yes. Oh. Um, I would. So get them both. What am I saying? There's no way you're not going to get them both. Of course. I, I wonder what you'll think. I prefer the green. Okay. There is a place in Atlanta mm. that makes blue matcha. Okay. And it, it's it's a blue latte, dude. Oh. That that uh, you know matcha which is green usually oh, yeah. yep. and it just makes me so stinking happy wow there you go i bet you it's better than the blue milk at disney and i i mean you know me i'm a super fan yeah but i that feels like a miss to me taste wise but the green milk is to die for right out of that thing's teat <laughs> squeeze it into my mouth <laughs> Um, let me read the back of the box. <laughs> um, dude, could you know? Could you put the asteroid field music in behind this? Sure. When I read some, it? Yeah, or may, maybe the Leia theme, or the Han and Leia theme. Oh, there's too, there's too much good stuff. Maybe the asteroid field light motif would be distracting. But okay. here we go. Back of the box. I tried to find the oldest one I could find. It says this on the top. The battle continues. And the universe shudders. Mm. Wow. I'm just getting word that that sentence won the Pulitzer Prize for literature that year. I love that. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Good job. No, I'm not. Okay. Like, but what? it should. <laughs> um, here we go. This is a... I'm really digging this description, just so you know. The battle to save the galaxy from the evil of Darth Vader rages on in this spellbinding Star Wars sequel that is one of the highest grossing films of all time. In a spectacular opening battle, the rebels suffer a devastating attack by an Imperial army using AT-AT walkers. Han Solo, Harrison Ford, Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher, and Chewbacca survive and fight a running space battle against Imperial ships while Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, seeks out Yoda, the ancient Jedi Master to be trained as a true Jedi Knight. Meanwhile, Darth Vader is scheming to lure Luke to the dark side of the Force or kill him in their final showdown, a stunning duel in which Luke learns the secret of his destiny. Mm. This dazzling adventure introduced the charming, shifty rogue Lando Calrissian, Billy Dee Williams, and Yoda, one of the most delightful ingenious and instantly successful characters to ever light up a movie screen Mm. an awesome array of special effects blazing action and imagination the empire strikes back is hailed as one of the greatest motion pictures ever made dang good news nation it's in color remastered several times with that color friggin pops yeah it does Especially on Disney Plus, we talked about this last time. They're doing it right there. They that are. version on Disney Plus looks good. Looks so good. I do wish, still have a dream that they would put out in that quality the original mm. release. That would be cool. Yep, you're right. 
I was thinking about that when I was watching it last week. 119 minutes I've got for running time. You had longer than that on the one sheet. Yeah. Uh, so I IMDb wonder if, said well, it has been played with a lot, right? 204, and then there's a special edition of 207. Huh. I don't know. I wonder what the one on Disney Plus is. Because there are, 204. I think, okay, it's 204. Sure. Yep. All right, so I think original was 119. Hmm. Wow. And then extra scenes, which are on Disney Plus, 204. Then there must be a special edition that's even longer. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, rated PG. Makes sense. It's yep. still in 1980. Uh, uh, I mean, this is a great movie. I can't wait to talk about it. Put it yep. on trial. Is it perfect? Let's talk about it. All right, let's head in. Luke Skywalker and Han Solo rescued the princess, destroyed the Death Star, but their story didn't end there. Now, the creators of the biggest smash hit of all time bring you the next episode in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. Continuing story of our band of heroes Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, C3PO, R2D2, and Chewbacca. And introducing Lando Calrissian. It's an epic of romance. Of heroes and villains. They cross trackless voids to unknown worlds. A galactic odyssey against oppression. sprawling space adventure in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. Coming to your galaxy next summer. All rise. Hey, how's it going over there? You're really going to the best movies ever made. I can't wait to hear you guys talk about this. Empires, The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. A great movie. Yep. And we're about to put it on trial. Here's mm -hmm. the rules. If people are new to us in 2023 or 2024 when this comes out on the main feed, <laughs> that's what we're going to think about. <laughs> um, we pick a movie we love and we talk through it. We love The Empire Strikes Back. Then we act as its defense counsel and present evidence to exhibits a piece uh, trying to prove that it is perfect. We try to prove that to ourselves, to each other, to you, the listener. And then when we're done, we get, we get to vote. I get a vote. Anthony gets a vote. You, the collective listenership, gets a vote. If all of you vote 75% yay or more, that's a yes. And if there's three yeses, it's perfect. 
Now, here's the thing. We need to pick a new alien to send this to. Because what we do with this perfect movie list is we send it to an evil alien. Mm-hmm. We started with the xenomorphs. Good News Nation, they became good little boys and girls. Yep. We moved to the Harvesters. Yeah. Will Smith slapped him with, with this list. <laughs> and they he delivered it good. on that flash drive, right? <laughs> yep. When, is the slap, when did the slap happen? Did the slap happen in 2022? Welcome to Earth. Oh, the slap. Sorry, I missed that. Oh, well, he did. Uh, You're right. He punched. Yep. Welcome to Earth. He welcomed them to Earth by punching them. Mm -hmm. I can't believe the slap happened in 2022. So we recorded that whole season in 2021 pre-slap and talked a lot about Will Smith. And oh, how the world changed in 2022. Um, Wow. All right. Uh, And then this past year was Jabba the Hutt. Mm Mm-hmm. We sent him VHS copies of the movies that became perfect. So we need to pick a new evil alien. I've got a okay. pitch for you. Okay, I have one idea as well, but go go ahead. No, you go first. Uh, mine was going to be the Borg. We are Borg. Resistance is futile. Okay, so I have the Borg as one of my options. Okay. I'm, I'm between two. Okay. Both of them I think you'll like because... The Borg is one. I'm just not as familiar with the Borg. Mm-hmm. But in 2023, you are going. Do, uh, docent Anthony G mm-hmm. is going. Docent Tony G is going to lead me through the next generation. Which I'm afraid you're not going to like. Oh man. Well, it's the, slow I, I was it's... I was terrified about Marvel, and I used up all of my cachet to get you to watch all of those. <laughs> yeah. Yep, so if I can it. do it, you can do it, as we always okay. say. Okay. Um, so I will. the benefit to that is I will learn about the Borg through this year. Yep. My other pitch was Khan. Oh, Khan. Because mm. we are we do have Star Trek II, Partner to the Wrath of Khan, scheduled for April. Okay. Our all first right, Star Trek with- movie. Yeah, let's go with Khan this okay. year and then Borg the next year. Okay. Unless we change our minds, that's totally fine. Okay, I like the idea of the Borg. I can see that Borg ship, and I know it's a big deal. Yeah. So I don't want to okay. forget that that Borg is on the table. Yeah. Okay, now, if so so with Khan, though, yeah. do we want to deliver it so that they like he and his crew on SETI Alpha 6... Yep. can watch movies while they're stuck marooned on that planet. They would need to, or else maybe um, the Enterprise brings, delivers the, who is it, Chekhov? And yeah. I can't remember the other guy's name. Deliver VHS copies to Khan. Yep, and then they're all good. Yep. Instead of those bugs that go into their ears, <laughs> yeah, they insert something... We'll figure it out. But Khan is going to be watching these movies. Okay, good. I love it. I and think if they're that, perfect that, enough, he will be converted into a real nice gentleman. Okay. Yeah, those those bugs are part of the trauma of my youth. Yeah. I cannot wait to get to that movie. Oh, man. Okay, I will good. say that I was scared by the worm, the big worm in this movie, Empire Strikes Back we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
Um, but there's something about a little thing that's way more scary than a big thing. Yes. Does that make yes. sense? I'm Absolutely. way more scared of little things than I am of big monsters. Totally. I mean, the way he Are talks about it, we'll talk about it. Are in this one? Yeah. I don't uh, think there's any little thing. There's not a lot of little creepy things in the Star Wars universe. No. Not like Temple that. of Doom. Temple of Doom. Luke, Lucas did do some, well, there, there's snakes and rats and... Uh, yeah. What's, oh, the bugs in Temple of Doom. Yep. You. Mm-hmm. That's what I say about those. All right. The Empire Strikes Back. Um, the sequel to Star Wars, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. This isn't one of my evidences, but I will say I feel like that is a much stronger title. Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. A it's New perfect. Hope is weak sauce. Mm, starting with A. Yeah, it's just one of several. A New Hope. Yeah. This is the, it's not like the, it's it's a full sentence. Yeah. The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> is just a, that title crackles, bro. It's so good. I mean, it, it's like who? The Empire. <laughs> right. The, what are they the doing? the subject of the sentence. Yep, they're they're striking back. Yep, they're striking About back. What? Yep. Well, remember that last movie where they 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 blew up the Death Star and almost killed everybody? Well, we're striking back. Yeah, right? they're mad. They're mad, and this is their <laughs> response. Back striking. Okay, so first movie, weak sauce, second movie, mad sauce. Yep. This is a great title. It's not it's not a, I, I am wondering if you have any strickens. I do. Okay. Do you want me to read a couple real quick? Yeah, let's do some strickens. I didn't think to make any. Okay. Before, before oh, we yeah, do I a stricken, do one stricken. Okay. Let me just mention that at the very top of the movie, this uh -huh. is something I learned and I've heard a million times, but never, never like put two and two together. Uh -huh. So the original Fox theme written okay. by Alfred Newman. So right. that's Thomas Newman, Randy Newman, oh. their dad or grandfather. Okay, awesome. Future Anthony here. Alfred Newman is Thomas Newman's dad and Randy Newman's uncle. Uh, recorded in 1953 in mono. Okay. It played before A New Hope. J-Dubs was like, I want to, and George Lucas wanted to continue to use that theme. Huh. But okay. they were like, we need to update it. So London Symphony, during the Empire Strikes Back recording sessions, recorded the new Fox, 20th Century oh. Fox, you like roll off in theme, you know what I mean? So this was the first movie that that was used for, and I believe that recording is still used to this day. Okay. If wow. That's they, amazing. So that's kind of cool. There's kind of a cool little trivia. Yep. Okay. But you're not Stricken. striking that. 
Oh, this no, is stricken. These are the stricken's back here. That's a bonus. I also have a perfect food. Okay, great. Um, okay, stricken's. Yep. First one. It, and I, I don't. I, I'm wondering what you think about this. I have a minor problem, and this is just super dumb. Mm. That not all the things were thought out before they were made. So okay. I think about a J.K. Rowling or a J.R.R. Mm-hmm. Tolkien. Yeah. Where book seven is being thought about during book one. Sure. So yep. like the kiss is up there in the strickens of grossness. Because now, there's a lot of kissing in this movie. I know, but did you, you notice that? Like it's hot. I, besides episode two probably is the most kissing in this movie. There okay, is yep. one kiss though that you're talking about. The the one specific one where brother and sister basically make out. Now she kisses Luke again at the end. I noticed this time. Yep. Mm-hmm. On the lips. Oh yeah. But it's like more of like a deathbed comfort kiss. Yeah, but you wouldn't do that to your sister, bro, or your brother. Absolutely not. Right. But I that mean, first kiss, you know, the kiss where Leia's mad at Han or Han, as they all call him through the sec. That's a, that's my stricken. Oh, okay. halfway through the movie, everybody starts calling him Han, mm-hmm. even three PO. Yep. They forgot that his name is Han because Lando called him Han once. Right. Um. Anyways, Leia's mad at Han because she is obviously into him and he's being a jerk. Yep. Let me ask you a little question here. When we see Leia and Han Mm -hmm. arguing in the hallways of Hoth. Yep. Do you think at that point, you know, the two of them, you know, you think that they've... (laughs) They've already... They've already... Known them, known each other in the biblical sense. Yes, uh, I got yeah, some well, sort of I, I got some vibes this viewing around that they've already sure that they've you already mean, done that. Well, yeah. What what does he say? I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. <laughs> but you didn't see us alone in the South Passage. She expressed her true feelings for me. Mike. Right. And she's offended by that. She's like, no, I didn't. Right. She's bucking up against that. Yep. I I don't know, man. I think at this point they've already they're kissing up a storm, at least in some of these Hoth hallways. Oh, definitely. I mean, and it's it was war. They were crazy times. Right. Like, (laughs) (laughs) let's have a few laughs. Like, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. I mean, don't you think. After A New Hope, when they were mm-hmm. all celebrating. Oh, yeah. There's some hanky-panking yeah. going on. Yeah. Now, Honk, w- honky-panking. Honky. Honk, hanky or honky-panking? Honky-ponky. Honky-ponky. <laughs> um, so, so, anyway, she's mad because he's being a jerk, and she just, like, ki- kisses Luke. Yeah. Not only on the lips, but, like, and he's like... Hubba hubba, he puts his hands behind his head. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's an erotic kiss. So your thing is like, if that wouldn't exist if Lucas knew what was going to happen in Jedi. Right. 
Now, let me push back a little bit on this. And I did to cause the other day when I was talking okay. to him about this. Yeah. Yoda, though, says there is another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we know now that he's referring to Leia. Mm-hmm. Did Georgie Boy know that Luke that Yoda was referring to Leia? Okay. Yes. Now, what did you and Kaz say? Kaz pushed back and said he could be talking about Anakin. Yep. So, so I've heard I've heard the Anakin theory, mm-hmm. uh, and I've heard there is another meaning. Either he had a twin sister or there was another person, but it wasn't necessarily Leah. Leah. Oh, okay. That also, Lando calls her Leah. You're right. So there's Leah and Leah and Han and Han. The thing is, nobody else calls her Leah, but all of a sudden, everyone's calling him Han left and right. <laughs> right. It's weird. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I, okay. I buy that, what you just said, the most. Okay. Which is Lucas thought had an idea that he would have a sibling. Yeah. And then between Empire and Jedi, he was like, oh, what if it was Leia? And that yeah. became what it was. That's okay. that's what I think. Uh, okay. Yep. And now I'm only, and if anybody's new listening to this, stricken means this cannot be taken into account. That's why we're striking it from the record. Right. But, I'm uh, he's writing by the seat of his pants, mm-hmm. which yep. is how movies happen. And there's deadlines and there's like yep. there was like this thing where if he didn't write a sequel within a certain amount of time, he was going to lose the sequel rights, which would right. be crazy to think about that. Definitely. Yes. Crazy. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. So like there. So I heard an interview with George Lucas where he was like, we put in there is another to say we might kill Luke. Okay. To let the audience think because he's like he's because in, in the first danger movie, of dying. Yeah, like, it, like he's like don't don't think he's just gonna survive. Even Yoda yeah, yeah. knows he is likely to die here, but that's okay because there's another person out there. You don't know who it is yet. Yes. And that wow, wasn't okay. I love that. Necessarily Leah Leia at that right. moment in Lucas's mind. But the plot device was y'all Luke isn't sacred. Like Luke mm-hmm. might not make it out of this. Because man, if if I could have a time That's machine good. and a memorization wipe machine, and watch this movie in 1980, not knowing when right. Luke leaves Yoda, that he might die, mm-hmm. and not knowing that Vader was spoiler alert Luke's father. Right, and we'll we will get to that in my evidences. Okay, but um, those reveals but I, I can't I even imagine. Too. Yep. So I'm All just right. striking it from a writing standpoint because, like, I would love this idea that this was all made. I, yeah. I don't know why I'm striking it, but does that make any sense? Yes, it does. I agree. Like, it would be cool if you really knew this stuff and you weren't approaching each new movie with a legal pad brand new. I also like striking it because I don't want to hear from a lot of our listeners, oh, but what about the kiss? Like, no, we're striking it. Yep. Okay, okay, second strike is the episode four thing not being episode four until episode five came out. Okay. That's it it that's part two of this not all thought out thing. Right. Yep. Because it's connected episode, to that for sure. Yeah, because originally this was called Star Wars 2, not even Empire mm-hmm. Strikes Back. Right. Um couple more. 
force training inconsistencies. So Ray is like immediately can fly the Falcon and use a lightsaber against against Kylo. Yeah, but Ren. you're str- you're striking something from Force Awakens. That has no, nothing to do with Empire Strikes Back. No, but what st- that has nothing to do with this movie. This is a Star Wars strike. Is like why why okay the the Force use in the final lightsaber scene with yeah. Luke and Darth Vader. We've seen Vader in in uh, in um, Obi Wan. Just like no, this is not allowed. You're not allowed okay, to strike okay, okay, okay. things from Obi Wan. Okay, so strike that I mean, because that's the future of the movie making. That is J.J. Abrams' fault. It is yeah, nothing that, to do with Ivan Kirshner. Was is that a name? Irvin Kirshner or or George Lucas at this moment? Got you. I think I think if you do, I think it, I, I think you have to take this movie compared to Star Wars. That's fair. A New Hope. Okay, yeah, because but way better striking things fights. that Abrams did twenty years later, I don't think we could do that. Okay, I guess mostly I was just talking about inconsistencies of people in their growth of mm-hmm. becoming a Jedi. Sure, and inconsistencies of Vader can just like throw little things now, and Luke can't really help himself against like a little thing, but like Obi Wan could like hold entire like planets, you know. But <laughs> sure. you're right. Okay, you're right. I take your point. Okay. Also, it's just fun. I just wanted to talk yeah. about it. Yep. And then last one is uh, the environments and ships are just too big, and they give me Crayon's dream. <laughs> like <laughs> Cloud City interior, like where Luke falls. Yeah, yeah. That's that the interior. Is scary. Of, of like only one building. Who built that? How many people are there? How much material did they have to use? Yeah. Yeah. The Superstar yep. Destroyer. Who made that? Well, have you seen Andor? Uh, only a couple episodes. Okay, but still. my favorite. I'll just I'll just say this about Andor with no spoilers. Okay. I like that they get into the nitty gritty of that kind of question. Okay, I love it. Yep. Love it. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna chunk in. Is that all right? Yep. All right. I don't know if this is gonna be yours too, but I'll just say it. I think it's okay. a perfect sequel. Okay. Love it. Um, I have that on my list. Okay, and it's actually, I think this is actually the first sequel of a movie that we've done. Uh, no, sorry, that's, that's not how I meant it. We've done Terminator 2, but we didn't do Terminator 1. Right. This is the first time we've done the first movie, and then we've come back to its sequel. You're right. And I think that we've talked sequels before, especially in that Terminator 2 episode. Um. What a good sequel does, and I think you already said this, is takes the formula and elevates it or twists it in some way. Sure, um, builds builds off the world already created. Right, but it feels fresh and new. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think the one exception to this rule is Home Alone 2, where it really is the same thing you can lay <laughs> yeah, over. You're absolutely right. <laughs> For some reason, that works. Mm-hmm. Actually, we have done Home Alone and Home Alone 2, haven't we? But not on Perfect Movie. Right, right, right. Um, so this, this movie takes a really cool foundation of A New Hope and expands it in just the right way. 
Oh, yeah. You just mentioned planets. Mm-hmm. But we, I, am I wrong that we see one planet in Star Wars? Mm. Uh, All we see is Tatooine, the surface of it, I mean. We, they, do, do they, where do they end? Do they end on a space station? Yep. You know, the cheering. Where, where's that big celebration? Oh, is that on a planet? You know, I think I think that's end. a I think that's a space station. Okay. Well, regardless, even if it is a planet, you only see the inside of a building, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think that to have this new idea, which I like, you're building off of this universe, but then you have this new idea that each planet it's is its own like environ. Mm. So mm-hmm. there's like Tatooine was all desert. That was a choice. Lucas made in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Somewhere between the two movies, he or somebody thought, what if each planet is a different uh, environment? Yep. I love it. Has its own climate. Mm-hmm. And so Hoth is snow. Mm-hmm. Great idea. Love it's like it. Mario levels. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was filmed in Finland or Norway. Norway. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, Dagobah is swamp. Yep. Brilliant. I think that's I think that's it, right? Those are the ones we get in this movie. Yep. Um, Endor in the next movies, but we're not allowed to use those those ones. But no, that's great, right? No, no. It, no. it get- expands it in a way that sets this universe moving. Oh, Cloud City is Cloud in the City, sky. Yep. yep, that's what I was gonna say. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's it's just really fun. Then they have new outfits that they wear. Yep. And it's just like the outfits are cool. Yep. I love these new outfits. Luke has a new face because he got a motorcycle accident or something. <laughs> right, right. Yep. Um uh by the way, I love Leia's snowsuit outfit in this movie dude no yes most definitely we and we we talk about guys outfits and girls outfits on this podcast yep. all the time hair yep. same thing yes yep the the snow uh, the snow suit is incredible yeah i totally. mean I'm, I'm sure some kids had their sexual awakening with the metal <laughs> bikini in last jedi i mean not last jedi <laughs> Re- return, return of the, of the jedi to- yep that never did it for me yeah but oh boy, this snowsuit. <laughs> Star Wars, you gotta leave something to the imagination, right? <laughs> it's, it's just like I think she looks so cool in it. So cool, sporty, incredible yep. hair. It's you're absolutely right. And you're right. The hair is different, right? Because instead of the yep. buns, it's like a braid that curls around the back. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I mean, she looks incredible in this movie. And yes. she's a Bad A, right? I uh, love, she really comes into her own. She she she's a princess that's hardcore. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's running the show on Hoth, dude. It's like everywhere she, she goes. There are just a a group of twenty five men surrounding yep. her, and yep. she's telling what the, that she's telling them what to do, and they're like, okay, totally, dude. No okay. question. You know how we know every beat of this movie? There's that one guy. Yep. We're going to send some people against a Star Destroyer. <sighs> you know that one guy that's like, <laughs> I, I love Dude, that. There's that, that one guy. That's kind of like the line readings that made us like, mm-hmm. that's not the best acting moment. 
<laughs> but I'm so glad it's in there. I know, but I I love that. But yeah, yep. she's so incredible in this movie. Yep. And you're right. The snowsuit is absolutely just incredible. Yeah. It just needs and some then I Ugg would say, boots. You need some Ugg boots to bring it into I, the I'm 20th century. I'm trying to think of her night, boots. Are her person. boots white also? Oh, yeah, maybe. It's just, I mean, it's so great. They, they I think Perfect. in um, Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're winking at that with Padme's white outfit at the yep. end. Good call. But they can't help themselves. They, they, tear, they, they tear it apart and you see her midriff. I don't need yep. that. Right. I want thick material. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and just like uh, shooting that. Uh, the guns are incredible in this movie. The laser guns. Um, it, it's just all so good. Yes. Okay. Let, let me jump on board. Uh, I'm not going to okay. jump in because we're still talking sequel chat. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I wrote this down. I was talking to my phone the other day. Mm-hmm. I said, how do you up the stakes from the world and all civilization is going to end. Yep. And that's episode one or episode four. Sorry. New hope. There is just a solid, clear ending to a new hope. It is a complete picture. And like the empire is going to destroy the universe, right? Yeah. So like, how do you up the stakes on that? You Mm -hmm. go internal Mm. and you go to like a father wound. Okay. Yep. And that's like that's what the writing did in this one. Like it was mm. more like like the the apex of the movie, like the climax of the movie is the conflict between father and son. Right? right. It's not huge world against huge world or re- rebels against the empire. It it like in the end like the climax is no. I mm-hmm. am your father, right? And yep. like it, it the the movie in that sense is actually a lot smaller. Well, there's no Death Star. The, totally. the, this movie stands out because there's no Death Star, mm-hmm. and so there is, especially toward the end. You're right. There is no battle. Even nope the the big set. I, okay, so I heard George Lucas talk about this in an interview too, and you can everybody can watch it on Disney Plus. He said, "I got the big set piece out of the way at the beginning." Because the movie right. was about the conflict between father. It was about Luke's training mm-hmm. and the conflict of father and son. So he's like, yeah. I didn't want it to get jumbled up. And this is from the original screenplay of Lee Brackett and George Lucas. Okay. So like the yeah. bones were set in place by them. Mm-hmm. And and he even said, he's like, I don't like drafts. I don't like rewrites. You just do all <laughs> oh that crap. Oh my gosh. I'm he's making that? my skin crawl. <laughs> As a writer, doesn't that make you be like, what? Isn't that the best part? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I do think that there is a similarity here between him and J.K. Rowling in that neither of them had an editor in, in toward the end of their careers. Oh, really? And I, I, I don't think the drafts, I don't think there was much drafting being done in those final books of the oh, Harry Potter series, they which are, is why I, the seventh, I think, is a mess to me. Okay, they're a heck of a lot longer too. Like just they thicker. get so long, and if uh, Joe J.K. Let me just say this: don't introduce a billion new weird names in the final book. We just want the characters we love to resolve their conflicts. Oh, that's so. Super I think funny. if she had an editor, they would be like, 
who is this? Yeah, I gotcha. To get rid of it. So I do think he does still, Lucas still has editors at this point. Oh, he does not clearly. anymore in the, in the prequels. And so here they're elevating it in the right speed and the idea that he has, which is genius, to do an incredible <laughs> yeah. battle scene. Hoth is stunning. Hoth, Hoth is the best. I mean, the the introduction of this is more of his brilliance, but the mm -hmm. ATATs, like Aaron and I watched right. this last night. Like, what a friggin' cool new battleship that you've never seen before in your whole life. Like yep. the the uh the rebels uh you know fighter jets whatever yep, you call those, them those little the speeders i think yeah, they're the speeders i love their speeders and yeah. they look so good it's all again on the ground yeah so even the battle itself is more close right more intimate mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. the, the space stuff you get is the asteroid stuff which rules millennium falcon it's a chase not a battle yes yep um, Cat and, and mouse. so you have to give it to George Lucas. If this was his idea, it's a piece of genius to totally. get that battle out of the way and then just to let them simmer in their internal struggles for the rest of the movie. Totally. I mean, that's that's what it is. Okay, then as far as a sequel, it, mm -hmm. it plants in our minds the way all movies from now on are going to be. So like if it was just one with the Fox theme, then the crawl, yep. then a space shot. Mm hmm. This one, Fox theme, crawl, space shot. Yep. You know what I mean? And then the next mm -hmm. one, Fox crawl, Fox theme, crawl, space shot. So it like it makes it like from being like a one off. What yep. the frick? That was incredible. Yeah. This movie turns it into a franchise. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like great call. Like, yes. Be, and the, the idea that before this, so it goes episode Four, mm -hmm. then holiday special, <laughs> right? So this everybody's favorite. I know, but like how horrid that is as like the second thing to come out. But then, which I'm this, sure made people nervous. Like, is yeah. this what this is? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then this is like, nope, nope. Forget the holiday special. This is what we are, and we are now not just a one-off incredible blockbuster. We are a juggernaut franchise. Well, and the bold move to not give it an ending. Yes. Says, well, you're right, to name it number five. So that places it differently in the universe because then your mind goes just wild about oh. what happened to one, two, three. Dude, that was like our entire growing up was like, what is one, two, three, right? Yeah. Was, did a week and go I by where you didn't? It. Think I kind of miss not. Yes, I agree with you. Not a day went by and I miss those days. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and so it's number five. It's in a greater universe. We're not ending it. So you know there's a third one. Mm, yeah. Or who knows how many more? Yep. Yep. So it is, it's really smart and a great sequel move to say this is a part of something massive. Yeah. And wow. remember when we heard that it's not, I, I don't, I wonder when the rumor started that it's a trilogy of trilogies. I, I don't know. 
I, I, I don't know, but the, I can't remember when I first heard that. Um, I, I will say after episode three, I was thinking we'll never get seven, eight, nine now. Mm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so that was why it was so incredible to hear about seven. Yep. I mean, we were, we were blown away. Yep. All right. Any, anything else about sequel chat? Yes. I think okay. that sometimes a sequel will make the mistake of introducing too many more new characters or new characters that you don't immediately care about. Okay. And I think the new characters they introduce that were named on the back of the box, mm-hmm. Lando is movie magic to me. Immediately you like and hate this guy. And that's mostly probably due to Billy D. Williams's performance, but it to introduce a foil to Han, who doesn't even pronounce his name right. <laughs> but yep. we've known each other a long time. That expands Han's character. And also there's a great back and forth between them, and he just adds to the universe. So you have to introduce new characters that the audience can connect to and that add and expand the universe. And so Lando is one, and then Yoda is a character that you can't, you you don't remember wasn't in the first one because he's so important to the universe. Can I I chunk in here, dude? Yeah. Okay, dude. My number one piece of evidence, Yoda. Yoda. What? Yoda. Uh, what can you even say? I just feel like putting in <laughs> a minute of silence here. I know. We, we shall now just contemplate Yoda. Dude. He, I, I mean, How dude, funny he is he, when you first meet him. Dude, a laugh he, riot, bro. Friggin' rules. I mean, I actually wrote that in my notes, too. Like, this movie's funny. It is funny. This You're movie right. is funny and serious. But okay, so Okay, so I know you love a bit I, I was worried I was going to trample on you probably just like you would with score. For sure. But Yoda is the biggest possible swing and the biggest possible <laughs> hit. Now, I, I love wa- that. I watched a bunch of stuff on him this week. Uh-huh. They showed the original Yoda that like Frank Oz and Jim Henson came up with. Oh, okay. And it's a Muppet. Right. And we I, we love Muppets. We love Muppets. Like he was felt, you mean? Yeah, he like, was, like he was felt. fuzzy. He, yeah, he okay. totally he just looks like a green Muppet. And okay. had that been and it. And that wouldn't have worked. No, dude. Because you would have been like, why is like, you know, Kermit in this? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like and and so th- so like that's what it is. It's like how you're you're treading the line between Mac and me and ET with this. Mm-hmm. So yep. like Yoda could have. I, I don't know. I I kind of think if we're thinking about the fact that Empire Strikes Back took it from a blockbuster to a franchise, that yeah. those keys were in the hands of Yoda. Wow. Yep. Because had Yoda sucked mm-hmm. or been lame, i.e. Mm-hmm. Jar Jar. Right. That's a great one. It's a great comparison. I I think for a couple reasons. One is the kind of amount of screen time these characters get. Mm. They're not main characters, but they're kind of like 
interesting additions mm-hmm. that are supposed to flesh the movie out, right? Mm-hmm. And I also think the technology piece, mm. where we're going to take a big swing on a main character yeah. in this movie being a puppet. Yeah. And in episode one, we're going to take a big swing that it's a CGI character. Right. It's a technology leap, almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, and one I'll, pays uh, off and one doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And because um, our buddy from Back to the Future, uh, Robert Zemeckis, he tries to do those mm-hmm. swings. Sometimes they hit, yep. sometimes they miss. I mean, you got to give people credit. I mean, James Cameron does it like crazy. Yes. I would uh, say I would say James Cameron and Sylvester are uh, not Sylvester. Sorry, Zemeckis are the ones that I think about, yeah. where they are constantly pushing the envelope. Yep. Technology. And so then the movie almost becomes that. Yeah. Terminator 2, the T-1000, right? right? Yep. Like, uh, and then, and what what's wrong, the problem with Zemeckis right now is he, he's gotten ahead of himself and he, he, he can't control it. Sure. Now I'm curious yeah. about Avatar, the second Avatar. Looks pretty controlled to me so far with the trailers. I have tickets for Sunday to go see it. Oh wow! Um, Cameron's never let me down when it comes to that sort of thing. Right. You you don't have the uncanny valley of of no partner to Polar Express ever. With, no, because he's Cameron. figured it out that his the way he uses technology is on um, either inanimate objects like a boat, mm. right? So yep. Titanic is stunning technological achievement, but it's a boat. It's a, it's it's wood and metal. Yep. Metal in T2, or he goes alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so an avatar or a, um, or the aliens in the abyss, you buy because they're not humans. Yep. Um, yep. Yoda is rubber. A piece oh. of rubber. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So, okay. So you've got uh, Kirshner, Kazdan, mm-hmm. and yep. like this great setup of an idea from. Uh, George Lucas. He wants right. the oh man from the from the interview he was talking like he wants that mythical side of the road character um, mm-hmm. that you meet and gives you everything you need. The sage, right? right? The, the sage, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but I didn't want it to be human. I wanted it to be like a an animal, like a toad or something like that. So, so the idea always was that he would be small and unassuming. I didn't yes. know that. That that yes. that twist, which is a twist in the middle of the movie, where he's looking for the master that mm-hmm. trained mm-hmm. Obi Wan, mm-hmm. and so he has an idea in his head. So does the viewer of what that would be like. Yes. Powerful dude. Well, and Lucas, he said that uh, he was like, "Dang it, I killed." He's like, "Cause I wanted to develop Luke uh, Luke's mm-hmm. Jedi powers and have a yeah." The the center act of this movie is Luke's. Powers are developed. He goes to yep. goes to conservatory. He goes to Hogwarts, mm-hmm. essentially, right? Yes. But he yep. was like, and I he, love a training scene. Oh, but he was like, "Frick, I killed the teacher." <laughs> and so then that's <laughs> right. when he was like, "Well, I need to figure out who was the grand teacher, right?" So then, what if a he's, happy accident? I would say totally. So, mm-hmm. but then you do the Force Ghost, which friggin' rules. Love the Force Ghost. Great. There was Force Ghost voice in New Hope. Right. Never blue force ghost, right? So you knew he Obi-Wan was still able to communicate. 
mm. after death. Yes. But I really like the Force Ghost. I think it works. And oh, you get yeah. Alec Guinness back. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, so so you've got uh you've got Kazdan and Kurtz and Kirshner trying mm-hmm. to figure out how the heck do we make Lucas's vision work. They yeah. get Frank Oz, Jim Henson, they do this thing. It looks Torber. Mm-hmm. It looks cool. I mean, you can watch the behind the scenes. You're like, dude, we would not be talking about Star Wars. Okay. It, I believe got, you. I have to see this though. They got this, it's on Disney Plus. They got this like okay. sculptor guy to come and create okay. with like uh, like uh not plastic, like I don't know, whatever kind of rubber or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And he makes Yoda's face, and then you're like, there it is. Wow. There it is. Um, the other happy accident that happened in it was uh, Kirshner still couldn't figure out how to like make it look great. Like it looked great, but it was uh-huh. kind of stagnant and stodgy. Okay. And so they improved that whole opening thing, which mm. everything f- from when Luke meets this little green dude. Mm. We didn't mean to land in that puddle, and if we could get our ship out, we would, but we can't, so why don't you just... Hey, get out of there! Hey, you could have broken this. I I mean, it's freaking hilarious, right? Like, so funny. Eating my perfect food, which is this, like, sesame sticks. We get them sometimes, and I pretend I'm... Yeah, they're crunching on those sesame sticks. Like, that little mess kit is so cute. I love that. I love it. Yep. Um, I like, I mean, it's this, just like Billy D. Williams makes Lando, Frank Oz, his performance as Yoda is so funny. Mm-hmm. His voice and his puppeteering. Mm-hmm. Where, and then there's that switch when he starts talking to Obi-Wan Ghost voice. No, I don't even know what I'm doing here. We're wasting our time. I cannot. Jim, the boy has no patience. You will learn patience. Hmm. <sighs> Much anger in him. Where everybody realizes, nice including Luke, oh crap, that's Yoda. Yeah, this this guy that's been banging on the tin can of R two D two for the flashlight, like. I love, I love it. I could watch that banging all day long. And and so the and you can't. It's it's a piece of rubber, and so you cannot change the makeup of this puppet. But he does change. I don't get it. You're so right. You're absolutely right. So I and I don't know if it's like psychologically in your head. You're like, oh, the little kind of like old looking kid. That's banging yep. and stealing mm-hmm. and squatting over his tiny Goofing little around. body. Yep. Making the stew. Yep. And then you will be like transitioning the. Yep. He's <sighs> scary. Yoda is yeah. scary. Do you know what? I wonder if they like, because I'm thinking about the like, I'm not scared you will be line. It's a real yep. close up. I wonder if they get more towards his face. Uh, I mean, they, they that, that. That visual and that audio, I mean, when he says that, it is really creepy. Mm-hmm. He looks uglier in that scene, I think, and it's because he's serious and you're supposed to be afraid of what he's saying. Totally. Um, all of his 
all of his lines are so quotable. They have remained that way, I think. Do or do not. There is no try, right? He, yep. And then when he shows his power by lifting, like force lifting the X-Wing. Yes. And you get to see a really powerful Jedi, I think, for the first time in that mm, scene. You're right. What the Because there's not a lot even in Star Wars of the kind of um, telekinesis side of yeah. the Force where you move stuff. Mm-hmm. I think a f- really the first time you see that is on Hoth when he gets his saber out of the snow. Yep, I tried that when I was a kid so many times. Dude, Me too. That- Me too. Usually with some sort of remote control or toy, but like if right. only like that snow scene with the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, gu- I guess I would have to watch A New Hope again to see if there's any of that at all. The force in A New Hope is more like you can control what people do a little bit. Obi-Wan does that. And then you have a little bit of foresight or connection mm-hmm. so that you're a better, a better person or especially a better fighter. But do they move things around? I don't think so. He says, turn off your computer, like, use the force, Luke, right? Like, don't... Remember when he's like, I need my Nava computer to see where I'm going right. to shoot the thing? But that's yep. not... It, no, but I don't think there is. So he lifts that entire spaceship out of the water. You get a little bit of E.T. there in the score, I think. And I mean, I know it's not E.T., but there's oh, there's no, but- a... That for such me, like a this is an amazing part. I I think that that so like you said the asteroid scene is your favorite music. That's mm-hmm. my favorite music. It, like, it is chill bumping. I can, I can almost not cry thinking about Maurice Murphy right that principal <laughs> trumpet. Yep. And then, dude, when they they redo that exact thing with the L.A., not L.A. Phil, but the L.A. Orchestra in episode nine, mm-hmm. except it's Luke raising yep. the same X-Wing fighter. Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, I know you don't like wow. episode nine, but that moment, I was yep. like a puddle of tears, bro. I've got no qualms with the score. <sighs> I think Williams is at his... In his old age, still at the top of his game. So, and that yeah. is a case in point. You need you need to have that same sting in yeah. that scene, and I'm so glad they did it. Yeah. Um, so, Yoda rules. I yep. So I just that he's my he maybe he's my main evidence other than score. Okay. I he's. I mean, okay. Just just about the. Back to Kazdan real quick. Mm-hmm. I think the writing is is um, you get big chill vibes with mm-hmm. Leah and Han, Leia and Han. Yep. Yes. Aaron and I just watched Big Chill a couple weeks ago, like top Thanksgiving okay. movie, right? Like, yep. And you, I, I've never watched those two in quick succession, mm-hmm. but I can yeah. see Jeff Goldblum. I could I could see him or Kevin Klein having some of these same sarcastic conversations. Yep. You know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. also Lucas, I guess, did a lot of like backwards writing for Yoda. And Kazan was like, okay. I love that idea, but not that execution. Okay. And so he beadly bobbly boodly and and it's like <laughs> the best writing ever. 
So it's, yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's once again, Yoda does yeah. talk out of sequence, right? But it, that's got to be a really hard thing to write, so it makes sense and isn't distracting. Just because he his sentence structure is all messed up, but it is such a smart choice, and probably, like you said, Lucas's idea and perfected by a good writer. That's it. He just needs a great yep. finisher. Mm-hmm. It's like he's a yep. visionary, and when when he's put with a finisher like Kazdan mm-hmm. and Kirshner, uh, yeah, I mean, judge my judge me by my size, do you? Right, like <laughs> so good, so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can I just say something about the romantic tension between Han and Leia yes. and the writing there? Okay. I, I heard that Lucas wanted Episode Two to be his big romance movie. Mm. Mm. And you could you could do a lot of comparing between this, the second in each trilogy, right? Sure. Um, I think that this movie is much more romantic in its kind of sexual tension, mm. and the "I love you, I know" is that is just so far beyond anything that happens between Hayden Christensen. And uh, dang it, what's her Nat- name? Natalie Portman. And Natalie Portman, both actors that I like, mm-hmm. could not have less chemistry between those two actors. Oh, totally. I mean, it sucks. And they look incredible, right? Like they're on that. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, you could not have set up a more perfect, beautiful looking date. Like they're in the grass, you know, watermelon, watermelon things walking yeah. around. And he's them. like, I find you intoxicating. (laughs) You know, like she looks unreal. That's the problem. George Lucas wrote, like, is this how people talk when they love each other? I don't know. They say that that they are that like (laughs) and Han says, You're trembling Mm. to Leia. And that line oh. packs so much sexy punch. I know. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not trembling. And he's like, I, you are. I can feel it. Oh, and they're man. just like in some sort of like closet. I know. My hands are dirty. My hands are dirty too. What are you afraid of? Afraid? You're trembling. I'm not trembling. You like me because I'm a scoundrel. There aren't enough scoundrels in your life. It's the difference between trying to write words and letting two incredible actors who I think were doing it also off camera. Oh, really? What oh, I hear. I think, yeah, I think I remember that. There, wow. There's, and I actually think it's a pretty similar dynamic that was going on. They, they just had a love hate relationship okay. those two actors yeah and letting them just act yep and not have to explain everything in what they're saying yep so it, it's it's some sort of combination there can i can we just before we go yep because we do we do have a tight out because we have a christmas party tonight yep can we talk about the twist yep let's do it um which i think really works obviously Stood the test of time. I wish, like you were saying, for a time machine where I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little hard to talk about because everybody knows it. 
Yeah, it's it, uh, totally like nobody doesn't know that that Vader was Luke's dad. I mean, it is the twist heard around the world. It's yep. it, it's like like this is the best sequel of all time. That's like the best twist of all time. And it's before it was the twist of every movie. Yeah, that right. The good guy and the bad guys were were somehow related. Yep, he did kind of redo it, it, it that's with Leah. Now the twist is if it's not true, you know. Uh huh. Yep. Um. Kaz and Amy have still not told their girls. Mm. And their girls are Star Wars. They know a lot about Star Wars, but they don't know this. Mm. Do you remember if your girls ever didn't know this? I'm trying to remember. I feel like I wanted to do a similar thing with Lily. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I I just don't think they were she I think we had already watched this. Okay. I but I did have a similar desire as Amy and Cos. Right. Me too, but it I I don't even know when my kids found out. Right. Uh so either you're not careful enough and it's just in the water or you just watch it when they're really long and it, young and it doesn't pack a punch. Yep. You know, you don't get when you're 5 you're just watching a movie and things happen. You're not connecting them to one another. So you just know mm-hmm. that Darth Vader is Luke's dad. Yeah. I knew it because I saw Return of the Jedi first. Right. You're like, oh, duh. Yeah, yeah. So even I never, I didn't get to experience it. But from what I hear and understand, it was pretty culture breaking mm. when that happened. Can't, I just, I can't imagine it. Sounds incredible. Yeah. Me neither. And you can't you can't replicate it even in Star Wars, and so who is Ray? What 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 is Ray's lineage? No matter what you find out, it's not going to pack that punch because you're looking for it. I think the the beauty of the twist in Empire Strikes Back is you didn't know you were supposed to be looking for that. Yeah, that's why it's so good. Like we we did want to know who's Kylo, who's Ray. Yep. Yep. And I think You're the Palpatine, always asking those questions. The Palpatine revelation was cool. I think yeah. I think the Palpatine <laughs> revelation was cool. And I think You know my opinion. I wanted them to stick with she's a nobody to I know, circumvent I know, I know. this twist. Yeah, yeah. Necessity. Yeah, yeah. Right. 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 But we knew who Luke's parents were. They were killed by Darth Vader. We heard that in the first one. And so it's not even a question. You're not even thinking about it. Yep. So then when it's revealed, your mind doesn't know what to do is my assumption. Yeah. It, it's just like, what? It would have blown your mind. Yeah. It, it would have blown your mind because you weren't waiting for it. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. So when we hear in Last Jedi that Ray is a nobody, you doubt it. Right. Or you hope it's not true or something. Mm-hmm. And you're, look at, you're always chasing that bigger reveal. In in Empire Strikes Back, not present at all. It's so awesome. Yep, I, I'm totally with you, dude. I just think, yep. I still like the Pal- Palpatine reveal, and I like mm. the Kylo Ren reveal that he was, that he was uh, Han Han and Leah's. I like that, that one. That one worked for me. That I one like- that one was awesome because I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, dude. Can I say one more thing about the score, and then we gotta go? Yes, please. Dude, just second piece of evidence, real quick. Wait, what was your second piece? Oh, the sequel. 
The twist. My the, first was sequel. The second was a twist. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Just my second one real quick. The score. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it is perfection. Mm-hmm. It, it is perfection. Uh, from what I understand, he wrote over a hundred minutes of music in six weeks. Wow. Uh, he's Herbert W. Spencer. There's so many great videos of those mm-hmm. two working together. If you ever think that George or that John Williams doesn't do his own, like have a deep connection to his orchestrations, just watch that because mm-hmm. even though he has a brilliant orchestrator in Herbert W. Spencer and many others, he's yeah. like, okay, but this is French horns. These are, he, he's writing with pencil and paper, which he still does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, just so detailed and intricate. There's just one light motif that I just want to talk about real quick, and that okay. is Luke Skywalker. Right, is a perfect fifth. Right. Yep. Do dee da da dee dum. Right. Yep. Yoda's theme is a perfect fifth, but it goes down. So dee do dee da dee. Great theme. It the the theme is. It, it's it's perfect, but here's my I'm, co- I'm covered in goosebumps right now. Oh, here's my like <laughs> a psychoanalysis. Okay, uh-huh. your first half of life, you're Luke Skywalker. You're going mm-hmm. up. You're striving. Yep. Right. You're brash. Yep. You're youthful. Mm-hmm. You're trying to make your mark. Yoda yep. is going down, mm-hmm. giving, generous, giving away, wise, yep. humble. You know what I mean? Yes. He he knows, I think, he's nearing death. Yup. This is my last pupil. And I'm going to yep. impart everything I have. And so he goes, it's, it's, <sighs> Instead of the bum bum, which that's bum, the bum. Luke trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> like just think of that wow. heroic theme. And then yep. I don't know if J-Dubs was thinking of that. Yeah, but I I bet <laughs> you good. he was, dude. Yeah, that, so that's what John Williams in the mm. liner notes, and mm-hmm. I heard this on a score podcast. There's yeah. a four part there. I've there's six different podcasts on just the score of Empire Strikes Back alone. Yeah, uh, and just John Williams said that uh, Yoda was uh, that the orchestra is, is uh, showing his honesty, his simplicity. His wisdom, mm-hmm. his seasoned experience. And that's wow. what this light motif is supposed to represent. Mm. Simplicity. Just think of Richard Rogue. You know what I mean? Oh, oh gosh, yeah. my microphone just fell off. I just saw his microphone fall right off. Think of Richard Rohr or Rollheiser. Oh, I do. Right? Yep. Like, yep. I don't know. So that, that light motif going down instead of going up. I love it. Love. I never noticed it before. That's amazing. Um, Hey, I wrote a list of goosebump moments. Okay, hit it. Can I just read it? Hit it while I fix my microphone. Okay, here we go. Chewie's sad cry when the big door closes. Oh, yeah. Tauntaun guts. Oh, yeah. Leia's snowsuit. (laughs) Those weird bubbles. Leia's snowsuit. Yep. Vader getting his helmet on. Yes. What a way to expand that character that you see inside and he's all gnarly. Yep. Um, 
Big Worm. Yep. Puppets, another puppet that works really well, I think. Yep. Muddy R2. I love seeing R2 all muddy. Love it. Boba Fett. Yummy. Love it. No, there is another. Harrison Ford screaming. Dude, I he's think... He's being tortured. I actually think Harrison Ford is all in on this. You, He you is think? so committed to this, and he... The, the beauty of a good Harrison Ford performance, I think, is he's all in and he's so relaxed. Yeah. The sw- whole time. The swagger, the cockiness. That swagger is yeah. on point. He is the full swagger in top, this movie. Top swagger ever, maybe? Yep. Yep. I mean, maybe Indiana Jones would no. compete with this. Okay, come on. Yeah. But he's the most Indiana Jones in this movie. How about that? mm Yep, because and I love when he is screaming at when he's being tortured. That that is a echoic moment for me. It's always in my brain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, three PO backpack. <laughs> I love you. I know. Yep. Leia says it's a trap. Yes, which I love. And I'm I have your father. A- and I have a bad feeling about this, I think, is also her. She also says, I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah. Um, the matte paintings in this movie. Mm. Wow. Um, R2 farting. Yep. And then I have so much kissing. I mean, you know I love that. The smoochie woochie. They're kissing. Han and Leia are kissing. Lando's kissing. Wow. <laughs> so much. Okay, I have a few. Okay. Rebellion is just always a tiny little band. Mm-hmm. Just always. They're never huge. They're just scrappy dunkets. Okay. <laughs> I love it. We know every beat. So my fa- one of my favorite beats is Imperial Troops have entered the base. Imperial Troops have entered the... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Imperial Troops have entered the base. Imperial Troops have entered... Always makes me happy. Um yep. And then uh, maybe my favorite line, other than fear leads to hate, or no, 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 that's not, that's mm-hmm. a different one. Um, is uh, yeah, luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. So, <sighs> the fact that Yoda's saying that, right? Yeah, they're taking the way he speaks. Yes. And they are making it. I don't. I, I say this without any shame or embarrassment. Making it poetry. Mm. That could be out. That could. That feels Shakespearean. That line. Totally. And so they're taking this goof that Lucas thought of, which is he speaks out of syntax. The his syntax is wrong. Yep. And they and Kazdan right there is yeah. making it Shakespearean. What a line. That whole speech is unironically one of my favorite things in all of, all at least all of Star Wars, if not cinema. But luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. And oh. it really helps that I 100% agree with that. I think it is a true statement. Yeah. Um, all right. We love this movie. What about you, Nation? You can vote. The best place to vote is our Instagram. 
Instagram.com slash two gomers. Follow us on Facebook, other places. You can also find our link tree on our Instagram. Thank you to all the people we love, Adam, Jason, Davis, and Annie for helping us out with this podcast. We're headed into a great new year. Now I am headed out for throat surgery. Yep. But before then, I asked you, Anthony, can we do a Stevens Choice before I go, just in case something goes wrong and I never speak again? That won't happen, but yes, sir, of course. And so I have chosen a comfort movie that I will be watching before and during surgery. I don't know. Um, the Iron Giant we're going to do mm. in February. So awesome. back to some animation. We haven't done that for a long time. Mm-hmm. One that I truly, sincerely adore, The Iron Giant coming in February. Can't wait, dude. People should tune into our result show coming in a couple weeks on the bonus disc. Like we said, a special mystery one-handed guest you'll never know Ooh, who it could possibly be. Cool. <laughs> I'm assuming a lot more to talk about The Empire Strikes Back, but geez, dude, that was a great app. Totally, man. Okay, so let's take a three and a half hour break now. Okay. Come back for the Christmas party. All right, dude. All right. Great app. Super fun, man. And happy watching The Iron Giant. <laughs>